since Saturday's attack, Israel has declared war on Hamas and vowed to destroy its ability to govern Gaza. The militant Palestinian Islamist group is considered a terrorist organization by the EU and the U.S., among others. Here's more on what Hamas represents. The Gaza Strip, where the Israeli defense forces have been striking targets belonging to the militant Islamist Hamas and Palestinian Islamic Jihad groups. It's from this densely populated enclave, lying between Israel, Egypt and the Mediterranean Sea, that Hamas has, for years, launched rockets into Israel. The group has governed the over 2 million residents in Gaza since 2007. Since then, Gaza has been seen as enemy territory by Israel and has remained largely sealed off. Israel controls access by land, sea and air. The militant Islamist group rejects any peace process with Israel and calls for its destruction. Hamas is designated a terrorist group by Israel, the United States, the EU and the United Kingdom, among other countries. Hamas is part of a regional alliance that includes Iran, Syria and the Islamist organization Hezbollah in Lebanon, which opposes US policies towards the Middle East and Israel. The EU and other countries have deemed Hezbollah a terrorist organization. Hamas has carried out attacks on Israel, which have led to four major military conflicts with the Israeli army in 2008, 2009, 2012, 2014 and 2021. Hamas has warned that this latest wave of attacks are just the beginning and called on other groups to join the fight. Let's bring in now Joost Hiltermann. He is director of the International Crisis Group's Middle East and North Africa program. Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate your time. Um, Israel has one of the most advanced intelligence and air defense networks in the world. Uh, that leaves the gaping question. How was Hamas able to plan this attack without Israel picking it up? It's a good question, and I think... Um Everyone in Israel is asking the same question. They're asking it of their leadership. The leadership are asking each other, and no one uh, right now that I've heard has, has, has given an answer to it. So uh, clearly it was a colossal failure, some would say a catastrophic failure of intelligence and also military preparedness. Um, uh, sort of, uh, you know, similar to what happened 50 years ago in the 1973 October war, the, when, when Egypt and, and Syria attacked Israel. The, um, uh, but, but in a larger scheme of things, you could say that um, there was also a certain um, complacency, uh, perhaps hubris on the Israeli side. Uh, and and uh, Israelis are saying this, I'm just quoting here, um, uh, about how they saw the threat from the Palestinians, even from Hamas. Because even uh, not so long ago, uh, they had fought with Hamas uh, and and you know, brought it down to its knees, or at least as Israelis like to call it, they mowed the grass in, in Gaza so that they could, um, they would, uh, Hamas would need time to rebuild. But it seems that Hamas uh, has used a much longer period to build up an arsenal and a capability that it hasn't so used uh, and that it is used now.
So then, I mean, that leads me to my next question, because this attack was really unprecedented in its sophistication for Hamas. What does it reveal to you when you look at this as an analyst about Hamas that we maybe didn't know before, and what could it potentially mean going forward now? First of all, we have to understand that Hamas lives in an environment where it has popular support. Uh, it is not a some kind of implant, uh, you know, it is indigenous to the Gaza Strip and uh, its people suffer like the Gazans uh, population does generally. Um, the, uh, but within that and within that environment, they've been able uh, to to build a military system uh, that is, of course, a um, an insurgent group's military system. It doesn't. It's not equivalent to the Israeli military. And eventually, if the Israeli military is going to win this battle, but um, but but still, it was. It's a formidable insurgent capability that they were able to build. And they received outside help for sure. Uh, they received uh, sophisticated technology for for rockets, for some of their rockets, which they have shown already uh, uh, from Iran. Um, they received funding from outside as well. So um, all of that uh, enabled them. But most of all, they have uh, uh, exhibited in, in a remarkable degree of internal discipline that the story did not leak. And it must have done, they must have done it also in a traditional insurgent way, which is to set up cells uh, and have no um, uh, shared knowledge about the overall operation among these cells. Okay. Um, and I mean, you know, they must have anticipated a crushing response from, from Israel. You've highlighted that Israel has by far the superior military uh, capacity. What do you think then that they were hoping to realistically get out of this attack? So they wanted to get something out of it that they didn't get out of the last uh, six rounds of conflict in Gaza uh, since Hamas uh, won the elections in 2006 and Israel imposed a siege on the territory, a complete siege for the last 17 years. Each time there was a war with Israel, uh, Hamas lost. Each time there was massive dis or varying degrees of destruction, but increasing, increasingly massive. Um, and, uh, and the population is desperate. Um, so the situation had become utterly, clearly unsustainable. Many were killed in an Israeli farming community near the Gazan border. Over 100 bodies were found at Be'eri Kibbutz after a standoff between Hamas militants and the Israeli military. Survivors have been talking about what happened when the militants infiltrated their community. They faced death and escaped it. 400 people who witnessed the massacre at Be'eri Kibbutz near Gaza, in bunkers under constant fire. Is there anything you need, or can I help you with anything? This volunteer asks. Yes, give me back my kibbutz, the woman says. Give me back my murdered friends. The army let them die. In the middle of Israel. The killers struck on Saturday morning. They captured the moments when they looted, kidnapped and randomly killed people. Anyone who went outside was killed immediately. Those who stayed inside heard gunshots, screams, bangs. They slaughtered us, executed us. There were so many of them with such heavy weapons. We were trapped in the bunker. We didn't know what was going on outside. We only had WhatsApp. 
The David Hotel in Einbokek by the Dead Sea, far from the place they once called home. Psychologists and emergency teams try to distract these people from the atrocities they've experienced, at least for a few moments. At some point we were rescued, still under fire. My kids were so brave. We had to cover their eyes because we stepped over bodies on our way out. Now we're thinking about how to bury the dead. Whole families have been wiped out. There are kids who have lost their parents and parents who have lost their children. Something in us has been broken, and I don't know how we can ever recover from this. Volunteers brought these donations, but no one saw any officials or government representatives. They feel neglected. First by the army, now by the state, left alone in fear. When you sit in a bunker for six, eight hours and block the door with just your hand until it turns blue, you change your hand. You just have a baseball bat. Your son tells you, if they breach, hit them. That's not the life I want to live. But they're alive, luckily, and they must be strong now for each other. And if you've been following developments here on DW, you would have heard about the Hamas attack on the music festival near the Gazan border, where at least 260 people were killed. Well, Raz Gaster was uh, at the event. He's the manager of several acts that were set to appear. Welcome to DW News. What do you remember about how the attack actually started? Uh, hello, good morning. The attack started in just hundreds of missiles flying everywhere. This is how it started for us, 6.30 in the morning, a bombardment of hundreds of missiles and mortars flying from everywhere. This is how it all started for us. It, it, it was a huge attack and so many lives lost. How did you manage to get away? I managed to get away as when started the bombardment, of course, we dropped to the floor and we covered our heads, trying to, to find shelter and there was no shelter where we were. So inside of five minutes we were in the car driving as fast as we can outside of the venue, outside of the festival venue, to safety as fast as we can. Luckily, we managed to go out one or two minutes before other people started to get shot at. And, and what happened once you got out? Once we go out, luckily, I drove west and not towards Tel Aviv, where there was ambushes by the, by the terrorists. And we drove west, and that's what saved us. We drove, me and another Brazilian artist, we drove as fast as we can to, to another shelter where we had another artist from France and Mexico. We were worried about them. We didn't realize that that's what saved us, but we were hurrying to get to them as they were there alone in the, in the, in the house. And after escaping, you still managed to help how? After I managed to escape, as always, we need to be the ones that, you know, taking care. There is the army that, of course, and the government that do all the work, but we need to support as well. And we were the ones that trying that starting to get all the messages from the people on site, mm -hmm. calling us for help. There was 
they don't have a line of communication directly to the, to the army that was, was busy fighting the terrorists like they should. So they were calling us, the people that they know, and other people were calling us, bringing us messages from other people, their locations. And that is what we are doing since that moment that it all happened. And we Rusty. opened many people, many volunteers. We opened just groups and we, are the, and we are sending help and help and trying to find each and every person. Are you still looking for people? Are you still, uh, do you still have friends who are missing? Yeah, we still have friends that uh, they are missing. We don't know what happened with them. And for this, we're already not sleeping for three nights and three days. And we are just looking for any information for our friends, for us. This is the importance of the community, that all the community came together, volunteers, many, many people came together. And every day they are sitting 24-7 around the clock and just looking for more and more information and to get any info on each and every one of our friends they are still missing. This is the important mission at the moment, to try Russ, to save as much life as we can. Can you tell me more about security at the festival? It's not something that I can tell you. I'm not part of the production. And of course, it was a full license event with police on site, with full mm -hmm. security detail. But it was full licensed and confirmed by the government and by all the all the police and fire department. It had a full legal license. Uh, what's also interesting is that they changed the location of the festival at the last minute. This is also not something that you know I can talk about. Again, I'm not part of the production. I'm an mm -hmm. artist manager. So this is not something that I can talk about or refer to. You know, I bring my artists to the production. Luckily, we managed to save and get out each and every international artist, including German artists. We managed to get all of them, me and other bookers and artist agents. We managed to get fast all of them out. And now all of them are already out of the country without any harm. Uh -huh. That's awesome. Important. How many how many people would you say you managed to save you or helped save on that day? We managed to save a lot because our friends on field were there and the forces on the field were there and they were listening to the locations that we sent and we managed to save like this many people. Sending their locations that they send us hiding from terrorists, they sent it to us in every way possible and we were sending our people and our forces one by one by GPS locations to rescue people and recover them. And how are you doing? How are you coping after what you saw unfold, what you experienced and your escape? Actually, there was no time to, to really sit down and, you know, take in everything that happened because at the moment we are stealing in this bad situation, we are still in a war situation. And at the moment, as I mentioned before, for us, as people that know the people that are missing and part of the community, for us the importance now is to keep working and keep trying to find each and every person that we can. We know about people that can survive two, three days without food on site. 
So we still have the full hope that we can find still our friends, at least any of them, or bring any info back to the family. This is our our mission, and we have so many people around us now working, volunteering only for this. Okay, well, my thoughts are with you and your friends. It's been uh, great talking to you, Raz Gustin, artist manager and witness to that festival attack we uh, have been bringing to you here on DW News. Thank you for your time. Thank you very much.